welcome to the island of pumpkin spice and no cilantro. <laughs> nice to meet us. <laughs> everybody, welcome to the Daughters Podcast. We're six young Catholic friends just trying to live out our identities as beloved daughters of God. We want to share our conversations with you in hopes that you too might see the ways that God is working in the joyful and the sorrowful mysteries of your lives. Thanks so much for joining us. So today's topic is actually um, inspired by what's sort of been going on in my life. I feel like recently I've just been really restless and just tired, a lack of motivation, all of those things. And I just, I feel like I haven't been seeking that rest in God that God promises to us. And so a passage from scripture that really takes me into that um, is from Ezekiel chapter 34, and it's called the parable of the shepherds. And in the beginning of the passage, God talks about how the shepherds are pasturing themselves and that they are coming up dry and that the sheep aren't being able to eat and the sheep aren't being taken care of. And what God says, starting in verse 13, is really beautiful. He says, I will lead them out from among the peoples and gather them from the lands. I will bring them back to their own country and pasture them upon the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and every inhabited place in the land. In good pasture, I will pasture them. On the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down on good grazing ground. In rich pastures, they will be pastured on the mountains of Israel. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest. And I think it's a good reminder um, for myself and for everyone that God takes care of us in that way and that even in the tiredness and the busyness of our lives that God will provide that good pasture that we need. Um, And I just think about for sheep, like pasture is like one of the only important things that they need, like to be able to eat and just how like God satisfies our hearts completely in that when we seek him. So kind of going off of that, I just wanted to start with like maybe like what stuck out to you and what is kind of stirring in your heart in regards to like how do you feel restless in your own life? I feel like recently a lot of my restlessness was coming when I would go to pray Um, and I think that's because I would sit down and I would try to manufacture a relationship as opposed to just letting it happen. Mm -hmm. I'd sit and just try to be like, okay, God, here's what's going on. And, and even then I would get distracted and I couldn't focus on praying and actually being present. Um, and recently at the most recent adoration I went to, they offer confession during it as well. And so I was sitting there and I had brought a long examination of conscience, so I just spent my time in adoration doing that <clears throat> and ev- eventually went to confession with the priest who was there. And afterwards, it felt very different going back to adoration. And I, afterwards, as I was reflecting on it, I think it felt like I was like keeping God at a distance somewhat because every time I would go to adoration, there's the opportunity to go to confession And for a few weeks, I was just like, no, I'll do it on Saturday or like, I'll do it later, like Mm -hmm. maybe next week. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off, just thinking like, well, I'm I'm okay for now. Like I can, I can wait a little bit longer. 
And it finally got to the point where I was like, I feel so far from you for some reason. It's like I've just like put like an arm's length away of like, you can stay there and I'll stay here. And so when I was trying to pray, I couldn't like, I felt like I couldn't get through. Um, Yeah. And it was in the midst of that, as I was struggling to, you know, feel close to God, it was like, okay, like, what do I do then? I'm like sitting here in adoration and I can't focus and I feel like I can't communicate with him. And I just would try to like distract myself or fill my time or just like read, like just read through scripture the whole time that I was there, which is good and still does something for me. And I know like has benefits and will be fine. But yeah, it was like I was trying to force something to happen as opposed to going where I knew God wanted me to go, which was to just like come to him in confession so that we could be closer and then mm-hmm. it would be okay again. Like that restlessness would be gone. And I was just like, no, no, no. Like I'm, my plan is to do that later. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Like I can put that <laughs> off. And yeah, so just realizing that it was like very like slow in my heart of just like, no, like this is where I want you to go right now. I want you to experience me in my mercy in this moment as opposed to me like speaking to you through the Eucharist and adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I had like finally gone to that and realized that's why I had felt so restless, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, hindsight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mine recently has just been like being in the season of life that I'm in. I'm surrounded by a lot of married, engaged couples, and I'm like the token single girl. (laughs) Um, And so a lot of like where I've been feeling just chaos and like restlessness and is just like hoping for the future and and wondering when my life is going to begin, which is such a lie from hell. (laughs) Um, And so... Fortunately, God is amazing and he meets us in that restlessness Um, and like, yeah, showed me recently just how like this is such a like a blessed time in my life and how like how much God could do if I allowed him to come and enter into this time in my life. Um, Like there's so much of my heart that I can give away right now that I won't be able to do in the future. And like God, yeah, God can just provide so much. Um, So for me, it's just the season. It's just, yeah, it's been this restlessness where you're kind of wandering, trying to figure out like what, what is my purpose? And like, if I'm not in my vocation, like my life really hasn't begun, which Mm -hmm. is just a lie. Um, And so, yeah, inviting God into the season that you're in and asking him to speak truth into that is so important because otherwise we will just stay restless. Like we have to invite him in um, to like breathe new life into that. I feel like I am finally, hopefully, coming out of a season of a lot of restlessness because I got married back in 2018. And after that, just almost what you were saying, Kelsey, like expected everything to be perfect. And for a while, like it, you know, you're experiencing the newlywed bliss and you're kind of wrapped up in that and everything. But then like the dust was settling and I was, didn't expect or anticipate how much transition there was going to be of just like, we moved to a new town. So we were a little bit further away from friends. I, for the first time, like wasn't living with my like female friends. Um, 
and getting used to like this huge transition that I hadn't expected and was just like very restless in that because it was like, well, this is what you've been hoping for. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what you've been praying for. Like, I was so ready to get married for so long. And like, by the time our wedding day actually showed up and we were through our engagement, it was like, we were chomping at the bit to like finally just be married. And so I didn't expect this like big season of like, oh, like my life is totally going to be changing in all of these different ways. And my relationships are all going to be changing. And like my prayer life is going to be changing because now there's someone else like who should and is a part of my prayer life, um, you, you know, even more so than when we were engaged. Um, and there's just a lot of restlessness with myself and just like, why aren't you better? Like, why aren't you okay with this right now? Like, why haven't you gotten used to this? Um, and like, you'd wanted this for so long and like, why aren't you there? You're like, why are you suddenly unhappy with it? Or not unhappy, but just like restless in this moment. And I think a lot of it was like I was trying to force this rest, this rest upon myself, mm -hmm. almost exactly like this pa this passage. I was expecting like it was, you know, this was what I had wanted, and so I should feel like totally at peace with it all the time. And rather than like turning to God in that, you know, it took me a while to realize like this is what's going on. This is why I feel so unsettled all the time. And finally, like, turning to God in that in prayer and taking that to him and saying, like, Lord, like, give me patience with myself and give me patience with the season of transition. Um, it's been over a year, you know, a little over a year now, and I'm still, like, ex kind of getting through this. And it's just been a lot of, like, asking for him to give me the rest and asking for him to give me the patience. Mm -hmm. I feel like mine's also related to transition as well. Actually, Looking back, I feel like I've been in a time of transition now for a year and a half, probably. I, two summers ago, moved back to the United States from Central America. I moved to a new city, never been to Boston before. Um, I started a new job. I got engaged. Um, I started the second school year uh, for for our church and now just like getting stuff together for like our future home like it just feels like I feel like I keep saying that oh like I'll get to rest when everything's done and it's just such a lie it's never done it keeps going and I I feel like that's where like God is like just reining me in so hard like how can mm -hmm. I find rest in in little ways because I can't put rest on pause because it's mm -hmm. so important and it's what gives us life. So, yeah, I feel like having, I mean, having patience with yourself in those seasons of transition, though, too, because like when we were engaged, it felt like a nonstop whirlwind. And it was just hard to like actually even find enough time to pause to take rest. Um, and so, especially like for the season that you were in right now, like giving yourself a lot of grace and patience just to say, like, you know, this is not what, this is not ideal. Like, this is not an ideal season. It's a tough season. It's a season that's very, very busy. Um, and, you know, the next season will look a little bit different, but recognizing that, like, different seasons afford us different levels of rest. And we should always seek God out in that, like you said, and, like, ask for him to take us to pasture. But I think being cognizant of what this season is going to mean is also, like, a very important thing to recognize. Can I just pose a question? What does rest mean to everybody? Because mm. I feel like it's easy to be like, well, I need rest. But, like, mm -hmm. it's not just sleep. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it is. Of, yeah, sometimes it is. But I think that's kind of important to talk yeah. about in this context. 
I think one of the things that was introduced to me in college was the concept of holy leisure and not just like self-care, you know, self-care is like a very buzzword or whatever right now, but um, finding rest or like not just looking at rest is like, oh, I'm going to sit and like watch Netflix for six hours or I'm just going to like totally veg out or I'm just like not going to I'm just going to check out and like not do anything right now um, and realizing that like what fills my soul more because that was like fine and I might feel like a little bit less stressed or like that time to zone out is sometimes good but the idea of holy leisure and kind of like active leisure so reading a book like doing a puzzle, spending time with my friends, spending time journaling. Like I really like to hand letter, like that kind of thing of doing things that like fill my soul and are calming for me um, is what rest is more turned into now rather than just like in college when I would sit and like watch 15 episodes of Friends like in one setting. Do you have any thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, I was really, I really like in Ezekiel when it says that um, I will lead them home, like I will lead them out of wherever they are and I will lead them home. And I've always been that idea of like homesickness that you always hear about, like C.S. Lewis talks about it a lot. And I've always felt that very deeply ever since I was younger. And it was such a, I didn't know where to place my homesickness, but I knew that I felt it and I felt it very deeply. And then obviously as I came to know Jesus, I realized that I was homesick for heaven and for you know, that eternal embrace with him. But um, I feel like it still hasn't really left me. Like I am a very restless person just by nature and I'm always like seeking some sort of, I don't know, I feel like I'm just seeking the top of the mountain um, and having to remind myself that that doesn't exist here. Mm -hmm. Um, But God does offer us a rest here, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, He wants us to rest. And I don't, yeah, I don't know quite what that looks like because I, I think externally I'm at a point in my life where, I'm in a pretty stable uh, period. Like I, you know, I've been working for a few years. I live in the same place with friends in a great community and there are not any foreseeable kind of big changes coming down uh, the line. But at the same time, like it's it's easy to sometimes push against that and be like, but I want like to try to make something happen. But mm-hmm. uh, it could be that God is asking me to rest here and he knows my tendency mm-hmm. to continue seeking and being restless which I mean that that keeps pushing us on toward heaven which is it's a good thing um but yeah maybe just something for me to reflect on like how is he asking me to rest now Mm. so I'll get back to you on that (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is I don't know (laughs) yeah that's often what I think of when I hear restlessness too it's just and most of the time when I feel really restless it's because I'm trying to put my energy into something else to give me peace and joy Mm -hmm. And I should be, like, going to God for those things or, like, mm-hmm. be doing things that bring me closer to God. Um, and I heard a priest say once, and it's stuck with me, um, I think about it often, that we all have an existential angst because we're not living in the way that we were intended to live when we were created. Because we were created with for perfect union and perfect relationship with God, and we don't have that right now here on earth because we've broken that with the fall. 
Um, and just that phrase that he used, like we should all have some sort of existential angst because we're not living the way that we were intended to live. And I was like, I felt so angsty in high school. So yeah, <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. <laughs> Even if it wasn't like reflected in the, my actions, I was just like, there was angst in there somewhere. I felt it. I feel like I can relate to that. And I feel like for me, rest has become too like the attitude at to which I approach things. And I think back to a time in college where during my last year of engineering classes, like I just felt like a huge lack of purpose um, being in my classes and knowing that like I had already accepted a job to like work in ministry and just not understanding like exactly what God was doing. And a friend of mine told me like what she would do during that time. And she would just remind herself like all for love of you, God. And I feel like I've been trying to approach that like the past like week or two, just like everything I do, if it's all for love of God, like there's so much more like joy and peace that comes mm -hmm. out of whatever it is that even in the busyness and like whatever I'm doing, um, whether it be like super simple or like a lot of my like giving a lot of my energy and time. Um, just approaching it with that different attitude has changed so much for me and bringing that to God like before and after whatever it happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've just been on the, the <laughs> resting in the Father's gaze train lately. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to talk about this a million times, but um, where there's just there's no pressure I feel like a lot of my restlessness also just comes from the pressure of trying to be someone else and like trying to do enough for people and be enough for people um, and feeling like my gifts aren't enough or like I'm not holy enough for God. I'm not praying well enough. I'm not like receiving the needs of others well enough. And so for me, rest is kind of like escaping that place of like where the devil comes and speaks lies by just sitting like putting yourself in the gaze of the father and just allowing yourself to be there without any pressure. Mm. Um, because that, like that is where peace comes from is just like being his and doing nothing to deserve it mm. um, or nothing to earn it. So what are maybe some obstacles for you guys in finding that rest? Like what, what keeps you from resting in God? What keeps you from seeking those good pastures? Maybe some like practical things. Yeah. I think one of the things for me that's been coming up in prayer a lot, and you guys have kind of touched on this, of just feeling restless in prayer and like sitting, but like not being able to like really almost calm myself down enough to like really enter deeply into prayer. Um, and even too, I was, we were talking about this before we started recording, but just I have had the worst habit in the past couple of weeks is it's um, of like closing my eyes to pray in the morning and like reading some scripture, closing my eyes to pray and waking up 20 minutes later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, absent of falling asleep in prayer and, you know, praying a prayer of St. Joseph, um, I feel like frequently, like if I'm really anxious or restless, like even if I'm in adoration, just calming myself down enough and calming my thoughts down enough to really just like lay it out in front of God. And so one of the things that helps me when that's happening is journaling because it forces me to follow one stream of consciousness rather than like jumping around to like a million thoughts at once of like, oh, Lord, like work is really stressful and this is going on in my life and this is going on and like not sitting with one thing at a time and just like laying one thing at a time in front of him. Mm -hmm. And so, and 
writing help forces me to do that because you have to like write down each word and that's a lot faster that's a lot slower than I can like do it in my head um so that kind of like brings me in a little bit so that I aren't I'm not just like spiraling can you repeat the question (laughs) I'm so sorry I totally forgot what it was no you're okay what are some of the obstacles uh keeping you back from resting in God Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's um, truly believing that I'm enough as I am and that I I tend to believe that whenever I feel the most joy and the most peace, like that's where that's when I'm doing what God wants me to be doing. And that always happens to be with family oriented things. And I'm finishing my master's now and when I'm doing that, I'm like, not, I'm so restless. I'm so like, I'd rather be anywhere but here. And then when I, I like look forward to going home and getting to cook a meal for my family. And um, when I finally get home and I get to do that, you know, like just, it's so joyful for me to like chop those onions, you know, even though (laughs) I'm crying, but (laughs) it's joyful, you know, and just, smelling that and having my little sister come in and be like, Oh, what are you cooking? You know? And just like little things like that just bring me so much joy. And I just, um, I think that, and this is something I was kind of quiet before because, um, where I've been the most restless, I think is just like the anticipation of like this baby coming and what's that going to do. And the fact that I feel like I'm constantly looking to the next season. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's so hard for me to just stay put where I am so hard. I don't think I've ever been able to do that. I am a planner, but this is like to an extreme. Um, But there have been a lot of changes in the last year. You know, I got married a year ago. Um, My sister, um, she's a pre-teenager. She moved in with my husband and I um, two months ago. And that transition was, um, more challenging than I expected because I went from a sister role where every time I saw her, it was all fun and games. We would just go to the museum, go eat ice cream. Like it was always whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted and no rules really to having to um, discipline her, you know, and um, ask her to please keep her room clean. It's amazing how much it bothers me when a room is not <laughs> Um, but just all of that. And then that, um, I was very restless when she first came and I, I was so happy that she was here. And this was something that I prayed for and thought would never happen. You know, like I was like, God, please, but I know it probably won't happen, you know? And, and I always wanted her to come sooner, like when I was in college and then, um, she finally came and I finally realized like, wow, God, like the reason you didn't send her to me sooner is because I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I can handle it is because I have a husband that's a team with me. And that is, um, you know, we're doing this together. And so I get into this thought of like, what's going to happen when the baby comes, you know, like what's that going to look like? But um, at the same time, when I think about that and I think about that baby, I feel this peace and this joy that I just cannot compare to anything else. Mm. Um, And so I think just like 
trusting that inner joy that has never failed me, that every time I've been joyful and at peace about something, it has been exactly where I needed to be. Just trusting in that and not comparing that to what brings other people joy. Because I Mm -hmm. think if I'm really joyful about something like cooking dinner, there's people that hate cooking, you know? (laughs) And to me, it's like, oh, it must not be like, you know, I don't know what I'm meant to do. Like, I must not be someone that's meant to cook for her family because other people don't like it. It's like, no, no. Like, this is what you enjoy. This is what brings Mm -hmm. you joy. And Mm -hmm. it's beautiful in its own way. So I think just trusting God and like trusting that feeling is a big obstacle for me. Mm. So if I feel feel like you brought up an interesting point there with just the idea of comparing your peace and what gives you rest to what other people gives other people rest. And I think we can do that with like seasons of life too, like compare our season of life to other people's season of life, or even like our perception of people's seasons of life. Like I know, when Austin and I were still dating and I was looking at other engaged couples, I was like, oh, like they must feel so peaceful and joyful and so excited. And this is so fun. And then I got to engagement and it was really tough. And I would look to married couples and I'd be like, oh, their season of life is like so must be so restful. And they're finally like over this hump and like they just get to like be together. And now I'm in that season of life. I'm like, oh, people who have established families like they must be. (laughs) And it's so easy to start thinking like, kind of what you were saying earlier too like when I get to that next stage when I get to that next season that's when I will like feel that rest or that's when like more of that will come um so what are some of the things that you guys feel like you can do to like ground yourself in your own season or just like be present in your own season just to go back to Helen's question real quick I think that um and something that Rachel that you just said made me think of this is like we're kind of always looking at other seasons and maybe thinking that that is where we want to be. Um, and I have a hard time, I think, finding rest because I'm trying to pasture myself somewhere else or I'm, I'm planting like a pasture in the future mm-hmm. of what I expect. And yeah, I think oftentimes I am on the pasture and God is asking me to rest and he's put me here. So clearly this is the pasture where he wants me to be. Um, But yeah, that same idea of like this longing that's kind of always like pushing me forward and and thinking about like the next thing when I will feel more fulfilled or I'll Mm -hmm. feel closer to God or I'll kind of like you said, Kelsey, like my life will begin um, when in reality, like I'm on the pasture now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And God is calling us to like live life to the full right now. So kind of going to your question and grounding yourself in this season, something I've been praying with um, recently is just what in this season of life can I do that I won't be able to do in future seasons of life? Mm. Um, and there's such freedom in there. I was actually talking to Kelsey about this last night because I was getting really excited about it. I was like, my life is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like there's so many beautiful women in my life who – I've been given like a great gift to be able to just be present to and listen to and walk through their seasons of life with them that I'll be able to do in the future, but like, it's not going to look the same um, because you have other responsibilities and other people who are relying on you. Um, But so like, that is a great gift and like reading myself now, like this is the time for that. This is the time to like, yeah, just walk with people. Um, But also there's like, I have so much time that can be given a to God. Like I'm never probably going to have this much time to pray by myself (laughs) ever again in my life. 
Um, I really want to volunteer with hospice and just like be with people in their last moments of life. Like there's just so much that can be done. Um, and you can say that about any season of your life. Like, yeah, God, there's just like, I don't know. There's just so much to do. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Um, yeah. Mm. I love that. I feel like authentic friendship is the good um, door into that too. Mm. Just like having people in those different stages that are honest about what's going in their in their lives. And I just feel like I see even a difference between like my friends that are married, like where they are at with like if they're having a baby, if they want a baby, if they're not ready for a baby, or just like my friends who are single who are like, I'm going to go out and like do all these like <laughs> awesome things. They're like, oh, like I'm getting settled like where I am. And just God has such a unique plan for everybody. And I think having those honest conversations makes me appreciate where I am and their encouragement in like my state of life in makes me feel better about where I am as well. Yeah. Mm. Allows you to rest mm. in your own season. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so good to have people in your life who have the insight into the like what's coming almost like I, I love having mentors and that's like, um, so if not that you're too much older than me, but we got, you know, you got married a couple months before I did. And now obviously you were expecting a child. And um, it's so good to have like a friend in your life who's kind of who's in that next season, who's like doing that next thing so that you can almost like I can hear what you're going through and like praise God that you're willing to have honest conversations about like, here's what this is like, because then I can sit and say like, oh, like it does help put stuff into perspective. And it does like, there are things that you bring up where I'm like, I would not have even thought about that, that that's like something that's coming. And it almost, it shifts the focus of like, okay, then like what exactly, exactly what Kelsey was saying of like, what can I be doing now then that like before that happens, you know, before the restless nights with a young child or before like, um, you know, when we do have the freedom to like leave the house whenever we want to on the drive, you know, as soon as we want to kind of thing. And, um, it, yeah, puts things perfectly into perspective to have like those friends who are in the next season. I think also having people like that are in previous seasons, like for me, people that have been an impact are my teens at youth group and confirmation. And we'll sit in a prayer and like, I'll encourage them to pray for the group and they're stumbling upon their words. But I love that they, like, are willing to, like, laugh authentically, like, in prayer or just be, like, retweet or, like, you know, <laughs> silly, silly things where, like, I finish and I'm, like, wow, that was probably so much more authentic than, like, my prayer would have been. Mm, wow. And mm. it's so beautiful to be able to learn, like, the early stages, like, of our faith, like, I feel like teach us so much. So even looking backwards, I feel like I find rest in, like, that joy that comes from, like, the way their youthfulness, I mm. guess. Yeah. Something that going back to like one of the original questions that I was thinking about, um, which is what are like barriers? And maybe we can talk a little bit about this before we wrap up. Um, But I just feel like we live in a culture right now that is so busy Mm -hmm. and it makes it really difficult to rest. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of an example of this, which is just like minor and silly. um, But I have found recently... um, I've just been so restless because I spend so much of my time alone scrolling through mm-hmm. different social media mm-hmm. um, outlets. And it's like you're just constantly moving and you're constantly like absorbing things and like nothing is actually – you're not actually processing anything. You're just 
like receiving, 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 mm. receiving, receiving, and like not in a good way, not in like the Lord, <laughs> receiving the Lord kind of way. <laughs> um, and so I found that when I got to moments of silence or like, yeah, when I, when I got to that place, I felt so chaotic internally because I wasn't just like receiving mm. and, and doing anything. And it's really hard to be in the silence, um, which is really where God calls us to, because that's where he speaks to us is in the silence. Um so I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on that before we wrap up. I completely relate <laughs> to what you're saying. And um, there's little adjustments that I've made to like to the social media that I do or I use um, like Instagram, which I was never into ever. And I don't know why I decided to test it out. That <laughs> was so dumb. That's why I'm not testing out Twitter or any of that stuff because um, I don't want to get hooked. But, you know, changing it and changing it and making it um a little more like um wholesome so like um following people who talk about faith or who share bible quotes or who i don't know things like that so that whenever i'm on it at least it's a reminder to just stop and take a moment but even that gets to be too much like even seeing you know seven different people's reflection for the day is just too much you know Mm -hmm. and um I think that you're right like we live in a culture where it's go 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 and one thing I really like about the um area that I've moved into um is that it's a very slow-paced community and you see people walking their dogs and there's a park nearby and there's some kids there and I don't know it's just this different pace that isn't as present um where I used to live um but I've been wondering like is there can I challenge myself to just remove the social media because Mm. it just does so much harm I mean even if it's like uh wholesome it's still comparison Mm -hmm. you're still comparing yourself whether it's to a beautiful nun that's talking to you about her reflection for the day or it's to someone else, like it's still comparison. So I actually deleted all, well, I didn't like actually delete, but got rid of all my social media recently because I found things that used to affect me. Like I was just like, okay. Like I used Mm. to see like a, a mountain scene with a sunset and like weep at it. And then I saw one and I was like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I am just so <laughs> withdrawn from the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I'm not resting in like the peace that God has for us. And so since I deleted it, it's been a world of a difference. Like my prayer life has changed totally, like radically. Um, and I've been able to be a lot more receptive to that peace. Um, and I think maybe just as a final comment. Like something that when when you were talking kept coming up in my mind was I think that we we feel like we're or how do I want to wear this like we're a culture of human doers but we're actually called to be human beings just being mm. um like and if we continue to try to do like we will never be in that pasture um. I feel like we need to have a whole nother podcast about social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> the effects on yeah. yeah just like what it does to your brain because it is such it like it can be a very good and uniting thing and everything else but 
I think frequently, like 99% of the people I know who use it, use it in such a way that it is actually very harmful. Yeah. But myself guess, included. I'll say we'll save that for another day and yes. maybe wrap up and kind of give our little pointers unless anyone has any final parting nugs. All right. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. Good. So some things that you can maybe think about listeners. Um, first of all, like what is something maybe that you might need to remove from your life and thinking really hard and deeply about this? Cause it's not always, it's usually very difficult to cut out things that maybe we're attached to, but are not giving us the rest that we need or preventing us from going to God to seek out the rest that we need. And then kind of conversely, what is something that God is maybe calling you to add to your life? So what is he and how, how, um, how does he want to give you rest this week? When you were saying that, I was thinking, is it Marie Kondo? Yeah. Marie Kondo. Does this oh, bring yeah. me joy? Does this bring joy? I only think of um, Emily Gilmore when I think of that now. Yeah. She's like, this oh, doesn't yeah. bring me joy. <laughs> like throwing everything away, wearing jeans. The whole house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> until next, the next time, do do the things. <laughs> you be you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Live your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was it. I don't know. Live your life. <laughs> that was good. Are we actually going to use that? That's hilarious. Anyway, I think we should. <laughs> All right. Now I'm on the spot and I'm nervous, but... Uh, all right. <laughs> Until next time, find your pasture and lay down there. <laughs> Take a nap. Be a friend of sheep. Let God be your peace. And enjoy your week, listeners. Amen. Until next time. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Daughters is a production of Grexley. To see more of our episodes or to find out about other great podcasts, visit www.grexley.com. That's G-R-E-X-L-Y. We'll see you next time.